0: Life Christian Centre is a church located in the city of Adelaide. It is made up of people from different backgrounds and walks of life who have been transformed through a relationship with Jesus Christ. For more information, visit us online at www.life-church.com.au Amen. Let's let's go straight to the word uh, uh, of Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. The writer to hebrews is um, making quite a number of recommendations i just we could kind of read this from the beginning every verse is actually a sermon he gets to verse four and he says marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for god will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral let us pray father we just thank you for your grace and mercy and love we thank you father for your spirit that is here today and I pray that as we dive into this word, I pray that you would speak to us. Father, we thank you that your word is uh, like a manual for life, Lord God, that's there to protect us and to guide us and so that we can experience the best life we can. So will you guide us and lead us today? Speak to us by the Holy Spirit. Let there be nothing in me that hinders the delivery of this word. Forgive me of my sins, Lord God. Let there be uh, a hunger to hear a word from you. Let there be a wisdom, a spirit of wisdom and revelation. Let your gifts be in operation. And I thank you for what you're going to do today. In Jesus' name, Amen and Amen. We're in a two-part series on marriage entitled From This Day Forward. And the purpose of this mini-series, just two sermons last week and this week, uh, is twofold. It's to challenge people to invest in their marriage to not take their marriage for granted but to to invest in their relationship and to protect their marriage given the times and the seasons that we are living in today the bible says the thief comes only to kill steal and destroy and if and nowhere is that truer than in the area of marriage he has one desire one goal and that is to kill and to steal and to rob people of the joy that they can experience within the context of marriage within the context of families. Now I appreciate that not everyone is married here today so some of these principles um, can easily apply uh, that I'm going to be sharing will apply to those who are not married and these principles can also prepare those of you that are not married just yet but would like to be. Last week we looked at some principles on how to have a great marriage and basic principles uh, and yet so powerful that if we put them into practice um, they can allow us to experience an incredible marriage. So it was like the... The, the bread and butter of, of, of marriage last week and just talking about the very basic principles of what makes for a great great marriage so often we think you know oh we've got to do so much to have a great marriage you know it's so difficult and, and so complicated it's actually not that complicated if you do the very basic things you will experience a great marriage I often think about my car and you know I don't understand how an engine works I've tried to to learn about pistons and 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 why this thing actually fires and how I I don't get one thing about cars and how I don't have a a mechanical aptitude but some people do but I know a few things if you put petrol in the car if there's water in the car there's oil in the car you get the car serviced when when they say you should get it serviced make sure there's no flashing lights uh the flashing lights are not there to 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 entertain you they are there to warn you that something's not quite just follow the basics and that car is going to go for miles and miles and hundreds and hundreds of kilometers and and marriage is a bit like that it's not complicated just do the basics and do them well and uh, that's what last week's message was all about today i want to speak about the value of purity in the context of marriage the bible says as we read in our text marriage should be honored by all and the marriage bed kept pure for god will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral it's going to be a bit of a tough message today but you know i think it's a message that we need to hear within the context of the church the word sexually immoral is actually one word in the greek it's the word pornos in the greek and includes the misuse of sex Sex outside of marriage, pornography, adultery and the like. It includes a whole bunch of things wrapped up in that one word uh, pornos. The Bible says that purity matters matters to God. What what the Bible tells us is that purity matters to God. It doesn't matter to God because God is a killjoy. It doesn't matter to God because He wants you to be miserable or wants you to suffer, wants you to miss out on something. No, God created sex, but He said it should be used within certain parameters. And if it's used within those parameters, it will be amazing. You will experience the blessing and the joy of that outside of those parameters. And it has the power to cause a lot of hurt and grief. Now, I'm just going to give you a little example here, just to help you understand this principle. I've got my very lovely assistant today, Pastor Joseph Leone, who's going to come and assist me. How many people have been watching Survivor? Anybody been watching Survivor? Few people have been watching Survivor. Well, one of the things that they're doing in Survivor is you have got to start a fire. So what I thought we would do, we might start a little fire here on uh, the stage. All right, just to really make this interesting. I didn't tell Antoinette, we didn't do a, like a, uh, a risk assessment because she would have said no. She's a, she's a real killjoy. So, um, you know, f- forget about that. So we're just gonna, we're gonna start a little fire here. What we're gonna do is, uh, don't get sc- anybody getting scared here right now? Don't get scared, don't worry. Don't worry, it's okay. The, there's a fire extinguishers there, the, the fire exits are at the back. All right, that'll do, Joe. Let's pour a little bit of petrol on there. It's <laughs> enough, that's enough. I got my trusty lighter. All right, a bit of petrol. There it is, there's the petrol. That's all we need, that's all we need. Thank you. How many people are worried? Anybody a little bit stressed here today? I've always wanted to do this, you know. We sang this morning that God is gonna see us through the fire, remember? Um, it's not a sin to start a fire fire is not a sin uh, fire is not bad as water we poured over it so don't stress don't stress everybody um, fire is not bad and it's not a sin when it's used the right way but used in the wrong way and fire can be disastrous in fact we started a fire here today this there'd be it'd be a, it'd be, a, it'd be a, an incredible disaster um, it's the same with uh, sex and intimacy when it's used in the right way, it can be powerful, but used in the wrong way, and it can be powerfully hurtful. And, uh, and that's what I wanna talk about today. So let me ask you some, some questions, whether you're married or not. How many people would say, when I get married, I wanna commit adultery? How many people plan when they get married to be addicted to porn maybe most of their life? You know Why not? Um, how many people would say, I just wanna flirt a bit when I get married? Most of us would say, there's no way I want to do any of those things but here's the reality the data tells us that between 50 and 75 percent of people actually do those things in marriage no one plans to do anything that would damage their marriage that would hurt their marriage in any way shape or form and yet it happens on a regular basis so as we speak about this there are a couple of questions that come to my mind that i want to kind of tackle first one is why does it happen so no use just talking about how to deal with it i think the first thing that we need to do is talk about why this happens and then the second thing that we need to do is talk about how to prevent this from happening in our lives everybody okay we're not starting a fire all right it's all good it's all good it's all good let me give you a few brief thoughts as to why this is happening first of all one of the reasons is because there are more temptations than ever before more temptations than ever before there are more ways and easier ways to get into trouble than ever before. There's social media where you can connect with more people, easier to communicate online. One thing leads to another and so on and so on. Um, it's easier to have riskier chats through message or conversations on text than it is in real life. You know, if you want to send a difficult text. So if you want to have a difficult conversation with someone, what people tend to do is send a text rather than actually have it face to face or even in a phone call. Why? Because it's a little bit easier to have those difficult conversations and people do that even in this area here. It's easier to have riskier conversations through text and so on. And that's what leads from one thing into another. There are entire websites devoted to how to have a discreet affair. And of course, there's the mobile phone where we are one click away from all kinds of porn. And this is slowly, gradually causing people to become trapped. Uh, A second reason might be because there's been a moral shift in society. Francis Schaeffer said this many, many years ago, a theologian, he said morality itself has been turned on its head with every form of moral perversion being praised and glorified in the media and the world of entertainment. Sex is everywhere, it's used to sell products like ice cream and cars and furniture and you name it Um, and obviously just look at television and look at how television has shifted over the the last 10, 20, 30, 40 years and what's on TV today versus what was on there 40, 50 years ago. Researchers are calling it the sexualization of our culture and whether it's the clothes people wear or the movies we watch, television shows, the music or the music videos, they seem to have reached near pornographic levels today. and it feels like something has changed in our society that something has shifted in terms of our perspective on some of these topics in our society immorality is accepted as a norm and not as an exception third third thing i believe that is an issue is the pressure and the stress that we're under in society compared to 40 50 years ago the stress that is on people and individuals today is has increased markedly um the phone the computer has certainly helped us to save time in so many things I was just thinking about this today you know if you wanted to type uh, uh, if you wanted to you know write a uh, an assignment even in my own in my own time either either I wrote it by hand or you use a typewriter and when you make a mistake liquid paper go back blah 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 and now we can write an assignment in, in 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 you know minutes minutes and so we've saved so much time with the computer but what are we do with that extra time that we saved we don't just go out and do something enjoyable no we fill it up with other with other things and so our, our our lives are rather than have saved time our lives are so much more busier and obviously so much more pressure on us as individuals and when we're in pain for so long we just want some relief and that's when things like alcohol and drugs and gambling and an affair become so attractive it's medication ultimately for pain and we need to understand that when we're dealing with with addictions one of the first things that we need to do is understand the anatomy of an addiction that ultimately many times it's 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 medication for pain so if we don't address the pain it's no use addressing the addiction without first addressing the pain that's inside of the individual and and look at the reason for why it's happening. Emotional stress bypasses good judgment and causes us to do things we would never do. No one ever wakes up in the morning and says, today I wanna destroy my marriage, my family, everything that I love dearly. And yet it happens on a regular basis, not because people are wanting to, but just simply because people are emotionally exhausted and burnt out. A fourth reason might be because we're an entitled generation. Pleasure has become the God we worship. And if we aren't getting what we feel we're entitled to, then we can just look elsewhere. And so if my spouse isn't meeting my needs, I'm entitled to do something else. And rather than face the issue, talk about it, argue, uh, get help if you need to. No, we justify our behavior because we're entitled to be happy. Uh, in some way or another and this is true of single people as well people say well one day when I get married then I'll stop and you know you know that'll be fine then at least I'm not hurting anyone Uh, you don't build a life of purity on a foundation of sin best way to prepare for a pure marriage today tomorrow is to live a pure life today now can I just say a few things because uh, this is easy to talk about but it's not easy and it's challenging and ultimately it's the grace of God that protects us can I hear an amen ultimately it's the grace of God that keeps us pure ultimately it's the grace of God that when we're faced with that uh, decision to either go left or right that it's the grace of God that protects us from from actually making dumb decisions uh the Bible says in um in, in in one of the books in the new testament that him was able to keep you from falling Uh, to him be the glory forever and ever now to him who is able, who who is it that helps us from making those dumb decisions I tell you who it is it's the grace of God it's God that helps us that in that moment when 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 we're a temptation where we can either either stay or run that we decide to run it's the grace of God that helps us in the name of Jesus so how do we protect ourselves from immorality well let me give you a few really quick principles Um, on how to protect, it's very quiet here this morning It's all good, there's no fire, some of you still worried about the fire Um, First principle is don't be complacent Don't be complacent Don't be so naive and think that this will never happen to you Um, This has bitten the strongest Some people go, well Pastor Joe, I know my Bible I've been in church many years that 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 does not always protect us the Bible says so if you think you're standing firm be careful that you don't fall one of the one of the greatest uh, uh, things that leads us to deception is it will never happen to me we think that we're strong the Bible says if you think you're standing firm be careful that you don't fall The moment you think you're standing strong, you are the most vulnerable. We are the most vulnerable. We need to accept the reality that all of us can be deceived, that the heart is deceitful above all else. Who can understand it? In other words, our heart can be deceived. Uh, David loved God. He he was a worshipper of God. There was no question about his devotion to God. He's written most of the Psalms. He was someone who loved God. Jesus calls himself uh, the son of David. That's how spiritual David was. But what David underestimated was his own propensity to be be deceived. And that can happen to us. We can be in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people, with the wrong set of circumstances, and we can be prey to sin. How do we protect ourselves from, the, from that? How do we protect ourselves from being deceived? Well, we, we need to first of all understand that we, we can be deceived. We need to understand that we can, we can all be in the wrong place in the wrong time and make the wrong decision that's that's how we protect ourselves doesn't matter how spiritual I am doesn't matter how many years I've been in church doesn't matter how much I know that knowledge is not going to protect you what is going to protect you is an understanding that I know that my heart can be deceived number two we need to love the truth we need to love the truth this is about deception okay number it's not number two on your sermon okay still still, we're still on number one number two you need to love the truth I want to know the truth The Bible says, search me, O God, and know my heart. See if there's an offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. We fall into deception by starting to give in to certain lies. We fall into deception by giving, that the road to deception is filled with lots and lots of little lies. The white ones, the white ones that really don't matter, but the road to deception is filled with little lies. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to be tempted by donuts anymore. I'm just going to go past the shop. I'm not going to actually stop and buy any. I'm just going to I'm just going to go in and look at them. I'm just going to hold one in my hand. I'm just going to smell the you know one little bite. Come on, one little bite, you know. And once you've had the little bite you've had the rest and, and and the rest is history i'm not talking about donuts here the road to deception is filled with lots and lots of little lies don't underestimate the power the negative power of white lies because lots of white lies lead to one black lie and that leads to deception love the truth Be connected to the church of Jesus Christ, what protects us from deception, be connected to the church of Jesus Christ. Have good relationships inside of you. Often when we are deceived, we can't see it, but the people around us can see it. We start drifting in a certain direction. We think we're doing the right thing, but the people around us can see it and if we've managed to develop the right relationships around us someone who loves us and cares for us we've given permission for people to speak into our lives if they see us going the wrong way then when we start to drift they'll come and knock on our our door and say hey what's happening which direction are you taking here know that's why church is so important there's something protective about just being a part of the church of jesus christ i don't i don't understand it fully but there's something very powerful about this if you're in church every single week and you start missing someone is going to notice why are life groups so important because you you start getting connected with the body of christ so if something happens someone is going to notice and someone is going to is going to protect you we can all be deceived and, and, and so we need to understand the reality of that. Don't be complacent and don't be naive. Number two, strengthen your marriage. No one wakes up in the morning and says today I'm going to commit adultery, throw away everything I love, everything dear to me, and yet it happens. It happens because we underestimate a few things. First, we think it will never happen to us. And secondly, we don't take care of our relationships. There was a saying in Italy that my mum my says, it's um, take care of your haystack take care of your haystack often haystacks would catch on fire we're talking about fire this morning (laughs) and people would be helping others put out the fire in their haystack and in doing that their own haystack would burn down take care of your haystack some people are amazing marriage counselors counseling everybody about their marriages not taking care of their own Couples need to make sure that their marriage is healthy. Make sure there's communication. We talked about that last week. Make sure there's romance, talking to each other, spending time with each other, putting credits in the marriage bank. That means doing nice things for each other. As Lana talked about last week, every time we do something nice for each other, we're putting credits into the marriage bank. Every time something negative happens, we withdraw. The more credits we have in the marriage bank, the stronger the marriage will be. Hey Amen. You need to make sure that the fire is burning. There it is again. And if it's not, put some wood on the fire. <laughs> Couples need to talk about their individual needs in marriage, and that includes the area uh, of, uh, of intimacy as well. You've got to talk about it. That's what communication is about don't take this area for granted paul said this to the corinthians he said do not deprive each other except perhaps by mutual consent and for a time so that you may devote yourselves to prayer then come together again so that satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control that scripture is pretty clear couples you may want to take a break for prayer and fasting i know there's many of you that do yeah that was a joke You say, sweetie, listen, we're just going to take a break for a while. We're just going to do some prayer and fasting, you know. I know that many of you do that. Um, Paul uh, is, is, that was a joke, another one, sorry. <laughs> um, Paul is saying here, be careful, be careful, be careful. Don't take this matter lightly. Because we can so easily be tempted by the enemy. Understand the spirit of what Paul is saying here. Don't leave a door open for the enemy to walk in. So couples need to talk about this. Pastor Joe, I've tried to talk about this with my spouse. And this is not just a a male problem. It's also a female problem. It's both genders. Pastor Joe, I've tried to talk about this with my spouse and nothing's changed. Okay, well, in that case, as long as you've talked about it, then you're allowed to try porn, bit of flirting, occasional fling. You're allowed to do that. There 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 is an out there in the Bible. As long as you've talked about it, then... Is that what the Bible says? You keep talking. You keep talking. You get help if you need to. You do whatever it takes to fix this. And I understand that there's pressure on marriages today. I get that. And it's not an accident that there are pressures on marriage today. Little children, work, stress, sleepless nights. I get all of that. And they are all the reasons why marriages end up falling apart. So let's not take this area for granted. Let's protect our haystack. Amen? Remember, our homes are much more important than our houses, our careers, the car we drive. Let's take care of our homes because if we've got a great home, the rest will take care of itself. The rest will take care of it. If that means, you know what, we're going to have to work less as a couple so that we can be less stressed, so that we can put more energy into our family, then so be it. We'll get another room. On the we'll do the extension in years to come. Who cares? I think about our parents' homes, or we can think about our, how small those homes were. How did we live in those homes? We seem to manage. We seem to get through. Our corridor is like this big, this wide. And when I was growing up, it seemed like it was, you know, a giant corridor, you know. And yet we managed to get through. Strengthen your marriage. Take care of your haystack. Third principle is run from temptation. Flee from sexual immorality. This, this here applies to married and single couples. In Proverbs, Solomon warns a young man about a woman who's tempting him to commit adultery. She says, So I came out to meet you. i looked for you and have found you. I've covered my bed with cuttered linens from Egypt. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh and aloe and aloes and cinnamon. Apparently it was a big deal in those days. Chanel number five. Come, let's drink deep of love till morning. Let's enjoy ourselves with love. My husband is not at home and he's gone on a long journey. He took his purse filled with money and will not be home till full moon. What is she saying? No one will ever find out. It just be between the two of us. It's a lie of the devil. With persuasive words, she led him astray, and she seduced him with her smooth talk. All at once, he followed her like an ox going to the slaughter, like a deer stepping into a noose till an arrow pierces his liver, like a bird darting into a snare, little knowing it will cost him his life. The Bible is there to protect us. God is not a killjoy. He's there to protect us god sees the incredible benefits there are of being married to the same person for 50 60 70 years god sees the joy of that and he says i want you to experience that so be careful of this be careful of this and i just noticed the progression he didn't just suddenly fall into sin there were steps there were opportunities to walk away but he didn't he was trapped by sin if we're going to resist the temptation we need to flee temptation the bible says stay away i like what the king james says it says stay away from every appearance of evil it's not just evil itself but every appearance of evil um, be careful what you watch be careful where you go be careful where you spend time or who you spend time with um and the bible says that we don't resist temptation you flee temptation It's a big difference. You resist the devil, the Bible says, but we flee temptation. How do we protect ourselves here? The greatest protection that we can have is just spending time with God, learning to cultivate the presence of God in our lives because the Holy Spirit is there to protect us. The Holy Spirit speaks to us because if we've learned to cultivate uh, the presence of God in our hearts and lives, if we understand the voice of the Holy Spirit, as soon as we begin to drift off, The holy spirit will speak to us and say what are you doing what are you doing we cannot spend time in the presence of god and experience the presence of god and sin at the same time you just can't do it as 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 you come into the presence of god if we're veering off in the in the wrong direction and we know what the presence of god feels like we will sense something different and that'll enable us say god what's happening and god will speak and say this this is what's happening you know in a relationship you know with husband and wife th- those those that have been married for many years and and you, you start to get to know each other uh, quite well and if there's something wrong in the relationship you can sense it pretty quickly you know all the words can be said right but you know something's not right i'm just sensing something's not right here just just it's sometimes it's the tone sometimes it's the it's the body language sometimes it's just these little tone and you say and then you say is everything okay and then and then something will come out you know no the other day you did this it's there's a sensitivity to one another about how we're feeling that too is in the presence of God if we're starting to veer off and we're sensitive to the presence of God then the Holy Spirit will warn us will speak to us and say hey what you doing where you, where you why are you going there why are you so happy to be going there and meeting that person? Why have you befriended that person? Really? Oh, we're just old friends. What's the real reason why you've befriended that person? Joseph said, how could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? Fourth way to protect ourselves is protecting our thought life and our eyes. Jesus speaks about this commandment in Matthew 5 you have heard that it was said do not commit adultery but I tell you that anyone who looks lustfully at a woman has already committed adultery with her in his heart Jesus is saying if you look and the word look there is to lust after then it's the same as if you've committed adultery um, the, Jesus goes on to say if your eye causes you to sin then carve it out if your hand causes you to sin, to chop it off now he's not talking about taking out your eyes because you can take out all your eyes and your hands and still be sinning because the sin is in the mind it's in the heart it's not talking about that but if a certain place causes you to sin then stop that if your computer causes you to sin find a way to protect yourselves put a program on there that enables you to be accountable to someone else become a, the best way to overcome addictions you if you could have overcome the addiction you would have already done so Best way to overcome an addiction is by becoming accountable to someone. And in the area of pornography, the best way to do it is you put a program on your computer, you put a program on your phone that you don't know the password to, and you make someone else accountable, and they will get a copy of everything that you've seen. And that will already start to protect you from that. If something causes you, and Jesus is saying, cut it off. If going to a certain place is causing you to sin, then cut that off. Don't go there. Don't watch that. Don't do that. Delete Instagram, delete Facebook. You can actually do those things. You do have control. Jesus is saying, if you look, and the word look there is is quite, it's not just look, it's quite deep, Then, 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 then it's the same as adultery. Why is pornography so destructive? Because as far as the brain is concerned, it's the same as real intimacy. It has exactly the same effect chemically in our brain. It has exactly the same effect. Eyes in the Bible represent thoughts, And hands represent action and behavior before an act is ever committed it's already been committed in the mind and we underestimate how desires are stirred by what we see there are certain things that come into our mind certain thoughts relationships fantasies that we entertain and they seem harmless but if we don't deal with them they have the capacity to destroy us we need to get serious about our mind david said i will set before my eyes no vile thing they will not cling to me and he found out the hard way through what he saw and how it affected him and how it affected his life that's why we need to be careful what we're exposed to what we watch where we go certain magazines certain music which stir certain things in our life the battleground is in the mind appreciate that a message this kind of message stirs all kinds of things in us and there are some who get defensive really quickly Oh, you don't know my wife or you don't know my husband i'm fine A little porn is okay we're going to get married one day so we can sleep together it's fine bible yeah you know, some people say oh the bible the bibles you know it's written thousands of. it's got contradictions you know it, people will use anything to justify their behavior defensive second response is remorse That says, I'm a bad person, I'm useless, there's no hope for me. Condemnation, accusation. I'm a sinner and there's no way out of this. Forget it. That too is a wrong response. Third response, which is the right response, is repentance. Repentance is about changing how we think and how we behave. It's about saying, I'm going in this direction and now I'm going to decide to go in the complete opposite direction. It says, God, you're right and I'm going to change how I think and how I behave to agree with you Paul says in Corinthians godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation please never underestimate the spirit of God's word he is not there to to make you miserable to make you miserable he's there so you can experience the benefits of a fire that's been lit in a fireplace so that you can warm yourself next to it and so that you can cook something on it and have a barbecue when it's used in the right way it's powerful but used in the wrong way it's destructive and god's word is just there to protect us ah pastor joe i don't really care all right do do your own thing it's cool there's two ways that we can learn we can learn from god's word or we can learn from our own mistakes the easier way is to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God. If we're gonna have a great marriage, one of the things we need to do is decide to stay pure. We need to decide as singles that from this day forward, I'm gonna pursue purity, I know it's gonna be tough, that as married couples from this day forward, we're going to protect our marriage. We will invest in our marriage, flee temptation, that we will take responsibility for our marriages. One of the things I, I like about this new generation today that, that, w- that we need to and, and we need to talk about the whole area of porn. And we've got a Valiant Man course. We're looking at a way to actually uh, uh, get that course happening here at church. And, uh, and I think there's a, there's a greater openness to actually talk about that. We need to we need to as a church talk about this stuff we can't bury our heads in the sand 70 percent of 60 to 70 percent of guys have problems in this area 30 percent of women have problems in this area it's not just a male problem it's male and female and we do need to talk about it the enemy wants to destroy he wants to kill steal and destroy Jesus said I have come to give life and life in abundance pastor Joe is it easy it's not easy not in the world we're living in today but by his grace that we, we by his grace by his grace he will strengthen and protect us there are some of you here today you're in a wrong relationship and you need to deal with it some of you couples may need to sit down and have an open discussion some of you may need to get some help what happens if you've fallen in this area passage i should have heard this message years ago what do you do it's really simple you run to jesus because he extends mercy and grace people struggle to forgive but christ doesn't struggle at all this is the obvious story in the Bible in the woman caught in adultery. One day the Pharisees catch a woman in adultery and they bring her to Jesus and they said, the law says she should be stoned to death. They, they were trying to trap Jesus so that they could accuse Him. Jesus starts scribbling on the floor and then He gets up and says, well, He is without sin. Throw the first stone and slowly they leave. Jesus straightened up and asked her, woman, where, where are they? No, Has no one condemned you? No one, sir. She said, then neither do I condemn you. Jesus declared, the only one who condemns is the devil. Go now and leave your life of sin. Maybe some of you here today, you're trapped by immorality. No one knows, but God knows. Can I just encourage you, just confess your sin to God? The Bible says, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sin to God. And by his grace go and sin no more and if you're struggling get help David said I finally admitted all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide them I said to myself I'm gonna confess them to the Lord and you forgave me and my guilt is gone my guilt is gone God can protect us from guilt God can heal us of guilt and condemnation and shame recognize that he's the God of grace and he forgives not because we're perfect because he loves us people may not forgive who cares about people it's God's opinion of me that counts more than anything else and he's the God of grace and mercy to those who have been devastated by this there's hope through for you through a relationship with Jesus Christ and by the grace of God God is going to protect our marriages and our families in Jesus name and our haystacks and bad fires, in Jesus' name. Let's stand together. Father, I just thank you for this word that speaks to all of us at different levels. None of us are immune for this. None of us. So Lord, I just pray that you would help us us to be honest with ourselves help us to be honest with you help us father not to undermine the truths of your word father i I just pray that you would guide us and protect us the marriages i just pray that you would protect them in jesus name single people Lord god struggles of being single father i just pray that by the holy spirit that you would give strength and courage and boldness Lord god i pray even in this area i pray in jesus name and for those that are struggling and for those who may have fallen in this area Lord god i just thank you that your, your, your your blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness and i thank you that father neither do you condemn us Help us to live a life that you've called us to live. We thank you for your forgiveness. We thank you, Father, for your love towards us, your mercy. And we, Father, we just receive that today in the name of Jesus. We just receive your forgiveness. We just receive your love and your grace. You're just an amazing God. You're an amazing God. You're an amazing God. Father, your word says where sin abounds, the grace of God abounds all the more. Where sin was greater, Father, your grace abounded even more, Lord God. Father, let us get a revelation of that in the name of Jesus. We bind every accusation and shame and, and every attack of the enemy in Jesus' name. Let us stand righteous in your presence, not because of our good deeds, but because of your righteousness, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you're the God of the second chance and the third chance and the fourth chance, Lord God, that you're the God that just doesn't stop loving us, Lord God. There's there's no limits to your mercy and your grace and your love towards us. Just thank you, Lord God. We just thank you for your love, Lord God. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, Lord God. Father, let this let this word become a revelation in our hearts, Lord God. I pray. Protect us by your spirit. In Jesus' name, we ask these things. Amen and amen. And all God's people said, amen, 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 amen. God bless you. You have a great week. Wednesday night, we've got a great prayer meeting. Come along in Jesus' name, amen.